Welcome to Fierce Female Radio. I'm your host, Estelle, from FierceFemaleCo.com, your female empowerment coach. If you're ready to dive in deep and learn all the tips, rituals, and insights to help you let go of the old version of yourself and unleash your inner fierce, then you are in the right place. This is your space for uncut and real conversations with real women about all things, dreams and desires, mindset, holistic wellness, balance, and spirituality. Hey angels, hello, hello, what is up? I'm excited to be here with you today for another episode. For those of you that don't know, my name's Estelle, your host, your fierce and feminine BFF and empowerment coach, the founder of Fierce Female Co., where we're all about activating your inner queen energy and helping you leave behind all basicness and instead living a life of fierce fulfillment and purpose. I'm so excited that you're here because this episode is juicy. But before we get into that, guys, I really want to share with you my fierce female tip of the week. I'm going to be sharing a little tip with you guys each episode. Um, But at the moment, I am very obsessed with this incredible book. You probably heard about it. It is everywhere on Instagram. And with good reason, the book is called Untamed by Glennon Doyle, and it is just next level, guys. Like, there is a question that I ask in every episode, and that is, if you could recommend one book for all women to read, what would it be? And if someone asked me this question, this is what my answer would be, Untamed, because it is just, oh, it's next level. I mean, it touches on so many topics um, when it comes to, um, female empowerment from my perspective, you know, it touches on love, it touches on relationships, it touches on parenting, it touches on purpose, it touches on our connection and relationship with ourself, it touches on grief, pain, like it's just, it's just next level. And there are so many golden nuggets in that book. And it's just a really, great read. Every chapter is just like loaded with, yeah, something incredible. So I highly recommend it. If you guys want to catch it on Audible as well, um, the author Glennon actually reads it on Audible. And I don't know if she's done like an acting course or something, but there was like so much energy behind her words. Um, it's a really great way to, to read the book or you can like get the hard copy as well. So whatever, whatever is your jam, but like a few of my friends have been nerding it out and we've like even got our own book club going because there's just so much juiciness. So that is definitely my tip guys, get on it and message me if you feel the same, because yeah, it's just, it's next level. And if you ever want to talk about it, I'm on Instagram at fierce female co DM me and tell me your favorite chapter. Um, I, I don't, it's hard for me to even say mine. I think like eyes, the chapter eyes gets me, but there's so many, there's so many other incredible ones too. Okay, guys, so I'm going to do a fierce female shout out every week as well, where I'll be shouting out maybe a product or a resource or a tool or something that I'm really vibing and that I want to share with you. So one of the things at the moment that I am totally vibing is um, these new incenses that I have purchased. They are next level. Um, The brand is called This Is Incense. Um, You could check it out if you just, if you Google them, This Is Incense, and they're absolutely gorgeous. Um, They're they're an Australian brand and 
the senses are, are so beautiful. They have three fragrances of senses. Um, one's Margaret River, which is the one I have, Byron Bay and Bell's Beach. And it's beautiful. Like I can't even like such a beautiful way, especially to do your morning practice. Um, or if you want to just have them have an incense burning in the afternoon or when you're meditating or journaling, whatever your jam is. But I find it, it is like, yeah, one of the best incense I've purchased. So highly, highly recommend that. And that's also like something new I've been adding to my morning rituals. I've been trying to really, really do my morning rituals from an all senses perspective, like something for each sense. So using these incenses really allow me to kind of activate you know, the smell in the morning. Um, I make sure that I open the windows so I can see the light and see the sun coming through, you know, activating my sight. Touch, when I'm doing my morning rituals, I'm always making sure that I have a really kind of cozy blanket so I feel kind of warm and comforted when I'm doing my rituals. Always make sure I start my rituals with some water and some coffee a little espresso, all about it. And after I've done my rituals and I'm kind of getting ready for the morning, I'm really obsessed with listening to Bossa Nova. Um, What is it, the playlist? If you just type in Spotify, Bossa Nova morning, it is such a vibe. It is such a good way to start your day. I pump that as I'm getting ready in the morning and it's just, it's fun. Um, So yeah, that's kind of like a little bit of an update on what I'm doing for my morning rituals at the moment, but it's like always changing. And of course, meditating and journaling is are the staples guys and if you don't have a morning ritual please get on it it doesn't have to look the same every day it doesn't have to be extensive every day but I feel like if you're starting the day with something that makes you feel good something that is connecting and nourishing for you so that you can really start the day with a high vibration and be proactive about the way that you want to feel as opposed to being reactive and letting all things come at you. Um, like it's it's an absolute game changer. So you get to be intentional about the way that you want to feel and giving yourself that space in the morning before anything else is just like, that's just, that's just showing the world that you give a shit. That's showing the world that you matter and your energy matters. So I find it empowering, guys. So get on it. Um, Yeah. And also for you guys, for those of you that are, you know, if you're in a in a job or in a career that is not in alignment with your truth or with your purpose and what you want to be doing in this world. And if you're really ready to create your own freedom based fulfilling online business, then girlfriend, you have to join us in my free training. I have a free training that is happening on 2nd of September at 7 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And you can just check it out by going to Fierce Female Co on Instagram. And then there's a link in my bio with all the details of the training. And so it's happening on a Wednesday, 2nd of September at 7 p.m. So you just check out my Instagram at Fierce Female Co with all the details in the link. But seriously, in this training, like we are going deep. We are teaching you the tools to get clear on your business idea and decide your offerings. Um, you know, getting you crystal clear about what it is that you want to be doing. We're giving you heart-centered methods to help you really share and express yourself and finally allow yourself to be seen and heard. 
Plus, we're giving you some really simple and actionable step-by-step guide, a step-by-step guide of the first things that you need to do in order to really kickstart your business. Um, Because sometimes we can get so overwhelmed. Um, So we give you that from the practical side of things and also sharing with you a three-step process to help you um, release that feeling of overwhelm and instead feel that sense of flow and excitement for what you're creating. We're also giving you practical and spiritual methods to move, to help you move through the resistance and the fears of not being good enough, ready enough, smart enough, all these things that stop us from moving forward with our purpose, from moving forward with putting our passion out into the world and actually sharing our message And also we're going to be diving deep into the training about how you can finally stop the comparison and procrastination game because those things, girlfriend, they're energy drainers and we're going to actually put that energy into building your business and building your confidence so you can start living your purpose and start shining instead of hiding because you deserve to be doing what you love and sharing what's on your heart. And I can go deep on this for like an hour, but come to the training and we're going to, we're going to go deep and you're going to get all of the tips and the tools. So yeah, if you guys have any questions, also DM me at Co on Instagram, and I'm happy to support you with where you're at and whatever questions you have. But guys, enough about that. I am so excited to bring you this episode with the gorgeous Kelly Howard. She is just, she's such a beautiful soul. Like, yeah, I really, really like her energy. She's so friendly. She's so open. She's really sweet. Um, she's an interior designer and stylist. And if you haven't checked her out on IG, she's at Kelly Howard. That's K-E-L-L-E-H-O-W-A-R-D.co. And in this episode, we specifically cover how she manifested her own dream home. Like if you guys haven't seen it before, check it out on her Instagram. It is absolutely stunning. She also uses the home now for like photo shoots and creative projects. Like it's, it's next level. Um, and we go deep onto that, like, you know, from the vision to the planning, to the execution, we talk about her manifestation process and how she applies the law of attraction in her own life. Um, we talk about strategies and tips to build a creative business, whether you're just starting out or you're shifting and transitioning in that space. And really how to make what is aligned with you at the very core of what you do, as opposed to what people telling, as opposed to just doing what people tell you you should be doing. So really getting grounded in what is it that is important to you? What do you want to create? How do you want to run your business? And going from there. So she 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 dives quite deep into that, which is awesome. Um, we also talk about how she went from a flight attendant to being super successful um, as an interior designer and actually starting that uh, later on and how she now creates, like gets to work with incredible clients on one-on-one projects, um, but also some really fun creative things um, with her home as well. We also talk about how she elevates her energy and really gets into a space of high vibration, which is really the essence of what allows her to attract all the incredible things that she has. And just living a life of beauty and and being really, really grounded at the same time, um, which I find so interesting, just really kind of focusing on that beautiful balance. So I'm so excited to share this with you guys. Um, let's get into it. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Fierce Female Radio. Today we have the gorgeous Kelly Howe. 
Floyd with us. She is a stylist, interior designer, and owner of Habitat and Beyond. She's also the owner of the stunning Bayo El Sol Beach House. Oh my God, I hope I'm saying that correctly, <laughs> which is a ridiculously beautiful home that she's designed and built and can now be used for photo shoots. This house is seriously goals, guys. She is living in the beautiful Queensland here in Australia and her style is raw and coastal and luxe and She's also a bit of a modern spiritual babe and very passionate about spirituality and personal growth. So we're so, so, so excited to have you on the show, Kelly. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. What an intro. Thank you. <laughs> I'm very honoured. Thank you. <laughs> My absolute pleasure. We are very, very excited to chat with you and, and um, have this conversation and go into all things dream houses, law of attraction, spirituality. I'm like, this is my jam. I'm so excited. Yeah, awesome. So excited to chat with you. So good. So we're going to dive in with some rapid fire questions first. Kelly, I'd love to know what is your favorite Beyonce song? I'm going to have to say Blow. There's just something about that track. It just makes me want to dance. So <laughs> do, do you know what? I don't, I actually don't even know. I don't even know that song. Is it a new one or an old one? It's an old one. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a really good um, video clip to it. So yeah, you'll have to have okay. to put it have on to, after our chat. Have to check. <laughs> Absolutely. Have to drive that to, to Beyonce. Amazing. Amazing. Love it. Okay. Below on the list. And Kelly, I'd love to know what your morning ritual looks like. Can you talk us through that? Yeah. You know what? My morning ritual changes so much from day to day and I absolutely love it being that way I mean my day can vary you know if I've got the kids it's a very different morning if I've got a photo shoot on at the house if it's just me by myself but um, I definitely always um, love to start the day by waking up before the sun so don't close my curtains I just let like to let the the light pour in so I love watching the sunrise from my bed I love to meditate in the morning and I just do a lot of daydreaming. <laughs> I always lie in bed longer than I need to. And I think that's where a lot of my ideas come from and it just sets me up for the day. And then when I do get up, I always put music on. I always have to have music around me. It's pretty much the first thing I do in the morning. The last thing I do at night is turn the music off and I light a candle. So yeah, even though the days will vary, they're the sort of things that make me you know feel in a really good mood to start the day um and if I don't have the kids then I always head out for a big walk normally about 8k so yeah that's, wow. that's the best my favorite start to the day that's gorgeous and I love that because it sounds like you kind of you know maybe not even consciously but doing something for your senses like the bringing in the light you know in the morning um you know whether you're playing music you know, for the, you know, hearing like all the different yes. kind of senses you're activating in different ways. That's gorgeous. Yeah. With the candles. Yeah, exactly. I never thought of it in that way, but that's, yeah, that's very accurate. I think it just, yeah, it just puts me in it. I normally wake up in a good mood. I never used to be a morning person, but I am these days. Um, I generally wake up pretty happy, but yeah, just having all of those things around me just, yeah, it sets a really good vibe for the house as well. Definitely. So, so gorgeous. Love that. And what's one book that you're that you would want every woman to read? Like, I know that's such a hard question, but if you could choose one and, you know, every woman would have to read that book, what, what the, book would that yeah, be? Yeah, there's a book that's actually aimed at men, but me and a few of my friends have read it and we all love it. It's called The Way of the Superior Man. So it is, it is targeted at men. It's by David Dieter or Dieter. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. And he does have the female counterpart to the book, which is called Dear Lover, but... Um, it just really talks about, I guess, the masculine and the feminine energy. So even though the book is directed at men, I just found it really, really insightful 
Um, obviously, you know, I'm a single woman these days and I think just I love to reflect on relationships or I have a lot of awareness around other people's relationships and what seems to work and what doesn't work. So I found that book really, really helpful. And yeah, the friends that I have that have read it as well, they, they love it and always refer back to it too. So yeah, it's probably not the most common one for a woman to read, but I definitely would recommend it. I love that. Can you say the name again? I'm going to, I'm going to jot it down. <laughs> yeah. So it's called The Way of the Superior Man. Superior Man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Got to yeah. check so that out. Easy read. Yeah. It's an yeah. easy read, but it's just very um, concise and yeah, actionable. Um, he, as I mentioned, he does have a book called Dear Lover, which is the, the female version, but I just didn't find that as relatable. So yeah, I definitely would recommend it. It's a, a little bit of a different read. Beautiful. Love it. Love it. And what would you say, or who would you say is one fierce female that you're crushing on right now and why? I'd have to say one of my mentors, Mon Palmer um, from Perth. She's a landscape architect, if you don't know who she is. And I just admire her so much. She just has such an, a beautiful energy and a beautiful heart. And like myself, she really just stays true to her style and, you know, what she loves doing. Um, and if she makes mistakes, she admits it. I just, yeah, really love her energy. We chat quite a lot through Instagram and, you know, we're hoping that we get to catch up in person one day when, you know, things return back to normal for travel. So, yeah, I just have admired her work for years and, um, yeah, I'm happy that I can now, you know, call her a friend as well and my mentor. That's beautiful. I love that. And so does she have a similar kind of style to you or do you have different different vibes? Yeah, we probably do have like quite similar. We definitely both like a lot of raw textures and whites and we're both obsessive plants. As I mentioned, she's a landscape architect. So, um, yeah, she has a, a massive love of plants as well. Um, but there's probably differences in our style. But, yeah, I think she's just, you know, very pared back and just easygoing, which is, I guess, how I would describe myself for the most part as well. Beautiful. I love that. Have to check her out on Instagram. What's her, what's her Instagram account? Yeah, it's just Mon Palmer, M-O-N. I think there's an yeah. underscore and then Palmer. Beautiful. Amazing. Yeah, you'll fall in love with her too, I'm sure. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Thanks so much. So, Kelly, I'd love to, you know, talk all things, um, you know, about your beautiful home and your career journey and everything, but I'd love if you could just, just for people who might not be aware, could you just talk to us a little bit about a little bit about your career journey. I think that would be really powerful to understand. Um, you know, how did you kind of start in this industry of interior design or design or however you like to really classify yourself and, and what led you to, to where you are today? What would you say would be the main things if you were kind of put, wrap that up in a, in a beautiful story for us? Yeah, <laughs> No <sure>. pressure. <laughs> Look, I, I, I get asked this a lot on Instagram and it's great to be able to respond to it here because, um, you know, Instagram's not always the easiest place to, I guess, respond to something that's quite, I guess, involved. It's, I, it's not a linear, yeah, it's not a linear <laughs> career path. Like I've done a lot of different things in the past. Like I was born in England. I moved back there when I was 18 and I was a flight attendant and did lots of different jobs in my twenties. And I got to my thirties and, you know, still really just didn't feel like I'd found my thing. Um, and, you know, there was definitely feelings of, I guess, failure in a way. I've always been quite ambitious. I worked, you know, my first job was when I was 13. I was worked in marketing when I was at high school as a marketing assistant for Westfield and did all of these things. And I got to my 30s. I was like, wow, I've had a really good life and I've traveled a lot, but I just didn't really feel like I'd found my thing. And at the time I was working for Matt Cosmetics as a state manager. And then I had my son, Xavier, 
And I knew that I couldn't really go back to the job that I was doing. There was a lot of travel and I just started thinking about interior design. Um, so that was in 2012, I decided to study. So I studied with the Interior Design Institute and um, had Xavier in daycare one day a week. And I used to study that day and do my exams and just squeeze it all in. Um, and then I, at the same time, I started a blog, which I called Habitat and Beyond. So obviously it's like the habitat and then I guess beyond the home. So, you know, I love style and fashion and all things, you know, I guess not home related as well, but still in a similar um, aesthetic. So I started that blog and it became quite popular. It was featured on a lot of other blogs as well. Um, that was while I was studying. And then I did um, some intern work for Adore Home magazine. And then I launched my interior design business. But because I had a young baby at home and my husband at the time was growing our business, um, I did a lot more e-design, um, you know, working with people interstate and mood boards and things like that, which I really enjoyed. But I did miss the connection with people. Um, because I wasn't meeting clients as much you know I did do some face-to-face -face, but a lot of it was um, you know remote work um, so I did that for a while and then I had another baby and then I just stopped working altogether. Um, and then I was thinking about okay you know my ex-husband and I separated and I was I felt this calling to go back into interior design but I just knew that I wanted to do it differently so I really just sat there one day and I basically just wrote like, what would my dream life look like career wise? Um, so that's when I sort of, you know, decided um, to just work with my aesthetic, which I call raw coastal luck. So the clients that I work with have a very similar style to me and I just kind of weave in, I guess, their own their own likes and dislikes and their, you know, bits of their own style, but generally people work with me because they, I guess, like that style. Um, so that meant turning away a lot of people and I still do every week I get, um, client inquiries, but I just had faith in myself that the right clients would find me if I just stayed true to that style. And that might not be possible for everyone. Obviously there was a time when I just took on any job that came my way, but, um, I just backed myself a few years ago and then I, you know, came up with the idea of the photo shoot location. Well, I didn't, well, I didn't invent the idea. Obviously there's other people that do it, but I decided when I built the house to make that a big part of the design process. So making sure that you know, each space was um, photographable. Um, it had, you know, lots of different backdrops, lots of natural light. And so I just incorporated that into it as well. And then obviously the photo shoot styling, which I'm diving more into now, which I really enjoy as well. So it was really just bringing all those pieces together um, because I feel like if I worked with, you know, 50 clients a year, I might lose a bit of that passion because I just do love variety. Mm. So now I offer more of a bespoke service if a client's building a home, you know, I could be working with them for a year or two years. So I think the biggest takeaway that I would give to someone else is just really think about how, like what parts of your job do you enjoy? If it's, you know, interior design or graphic design, you know, how can you make it yours? I don't follow a lot of people in my industry. The only people that I follow in my industry are people that I've got a relationship with or I just like them as a person because I just feel that it's very easy to feel like you need to do things a certain way. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm a rule break breaker, but I definitely just follow my gut and take on projects that feel aligned and that I get excited about. And my guiding words are, free, alive and connected. And that's the guiding words that I use, not just in my career, but in my personal life. 
so that's kind of like I guess my my guidance system as to whether I want to take a project on so I definitely say no a lot more than I say yes um, to opportunities at the moment but all the things that I'm working on I'm super excited about awesome that is so beautiful so many things I wanted to touch on there I love that you said that the variety point like it, it seems kind of so obvious that obviously the work that you've done in your career historically you know moving around into different different kind of career paths but mm-hmm. but all kind of having that kind of connection and creativity as part of as a core part of those roles yeah um, and that freedom and so it's like how can you infuse those mm-hmm those kind of core kind of aspects into the life that you want to live um, into one perhaps career path and then branch out, which is awesome. Cause I think that's so, it's so exciting. Obviously, um, you know, so many people could be thinking to themselves, Oh, it's so late for me to start mm. um, a new career path. Or doesn't that mean I have to start from the bottom or my pay is going to be crap at the beginning, or I'm going to have to take on really shit opportunities or all these doubts and things. And even though you said at the beginning, it might look, might look totally different to what it does now but how would you kind of what kind of advice would you give to someone who is wanting to start a creative business or transition their career into that space but perhaps they're feeling stuck and overwhelmed maybe by a sense of self-doubt or a fear of failure yeah I feel that a lot of us me included when they want to set up a new business we start in the wrong place we start with you know, what does the logo look like? And what does, you know, I've got to get this amazing website. My website's not even live at the moment. Like I just took it offline because I wanted to change it. And, you know, I'm super busy because I show up every day. I don't, like, even though I will pivot in my business, there will be things that I'm like, oh, I don't want to do as much of that. You know, I might do more of this now and I'll take on new projects and it might sort of pivot from where it is right now. But I'm, I've been really consistent. And I think whatever business you're in, is just, you know, decide who you are, like how you want to show up, what projects you want to take on, who you want to work with. You know, I got really clear about the um, the type of client that I wanted to work with when I relaunched my business. And that was something that I learned through Mon Palmer. Um, she had like a little mini course on how to attract your dream client. And I literally went through this little mini course and wrote down adjectives to describe my dream clients. And they're the people that I'm working with now. So I would definitely look at spending time on those things rather than the things that we, you know, I don't have business cards. I'm not saying every industry doesn't need business cards. Some people do, but, you know, we definitely focus on things sometimes that aren't as important as, as we, you know, put importance on them. And I feel that sometimes it's also a way of procrastinating. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, when my 100%. website launches, I'm going to launch. And when I, you know, when I've got this, I'll do this. And, Really for me, I mean, obviously, you know, I had, um, you know, me building the house as my vehicle, but if I didn't have that, I would have found, you know, another way, um, you know, to share who I am um, as a designer and I guess as a person, because, you know, in a lot of industries now, we hire the person, you know, we don't, we hire their work, but we hire the the person as well. Um, So I would definitely start thinking about the ways that you can show up, whether it is, you know, online, you know, through Instagram, the way that I've done it, or, um, you know, whether it's through networking and people in your industry um, as well. I was um, chatting with a builder um, that I worked with recently. I helped him with some styling on a couple of his projects. And he was asking me questions about Instagram. And, you know, I said to him, oh, who's your audience? And, you know, he told me who his audience was. I was like, no, that's your client, but your client 
your audience on Instagram might not be your client. You know, like a lot of people, well, majority of people that follow me will probably never work with me as a client, but they're the people that share my work. They get excited. They like following me as a person. So then my clients will find me through that, if that makes sense. So yes, yeah. yeah, there's just, yeah, there's just those things. It's like, you know, just, I think just getting really clear. And, and one of the ways that I did it is just, I just created space. I had a couple of days when I just pretty much switched off from the world and just brainstormed and imagined and visualized. Um, and, you know, and then obviously I took action. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a lot of hard, hard work. I mean, maybe that's just my outlook I feel like I'm so lucky to do what I do so even though there is late nights and early mornings sometimes I you know I don't I wouldn't say it was hard slog but you know I definitely do put the the time in as well but it's just my outlook is just that I enjoy what I do I love that so much and it's kind of like what you said before where it's like you're making sure that at the core of the work that you the core of the work that you're doing is something that lights you up and that you love and you make sure you don't get sucked in by, I guess, comparison in a way, by limiting the people that you engage with and follow that might be of a similar industry. So then you're not kind of sucked into what you should be doing as opposed to what yeah. feels right to you. Yeah, exactly. And again, you know, some people might think, oh, well, it's, you know, it's, it's easy for you to say, you know, I've got to work, you've got to take on these, you know, particular jobs and I need the money. And, and that's all true. But I think if you're still moving in the direction of what you want, like you might not be able to go, right, that's it as of tomorrow. I'm turning away any client that doesn't feel aligned. You know, that's not possible for everybody. But if you're moving in that direction, then eventually it will happen because you're showing, you know, the universe and you're showing, you know, the people that you are taking on, okay, well, you're my people. So, you know, it may be a little bit of a longer process, um, but, you know, I feel like just focusing on what feels aligned is just very, very powerful. Absolutely. Just starting there and then seeing what kind of, how you can transition seeing what develops yeah I I was reading something in the day and it was it was talking about the how you know I didn't really focus on the how like how I was going to get those clients or how you know I was going to do xyz I just focused on the fact that that's what I wanted and I was still making the steps and even the clients that I'm working with now like the way that they found me like it wasn't through my website it wasn't through any facebook ads or anything like that mm. and you know again they those things can be necessary for some for some businesses if you need that volume but i really didn't focus on on how things were going to happen or who it was going to be um, and if i miss out on opportunities you know i just trust that, that that wasn't meant for me and there was a reason behind it as well and i think just having that surrender is very important as well um and not taking things personally 100% i love that and that really flows on so well to the next kind of area i wanted to talk to you about which is you know the power of of manifestation and you've touched on this already and i'd love to kind of hear i guess from your perspective like you know do you believe that you've manifested your beautiful home and your career you know is there yeah okay i'd love for you to kind of talk to us about your kind of philosophy or just process on that um and and i guess what you have felt that you needed to reinforce within yourself in order to make that happen yeah it's probably one of my favorite topics to be honest (laughs) um (laughs) and it's also funny i was talking to someone about the other day about fine-tuning manifesting i was like oh i don't know if i really want to you know learn manifesting processes because 
I feel like now it comes easily to me. And, you know, for me, I, I do get asked a lot of, as well about what books I read. And, you know, some people get a lot of insight from books and they learn. Whereas the past few years, for me, it's been, I guess, more about focusing back in on my inner guidance system um, and, and doing things that feel right to me. I think I was quite out of whack. Um, and I, I was, you know, I've always been like a bit of a people pleaser. I love making people happy. I love making people smile, like doing things for, for people. And that's great. But um, I feel like I've got a lot more in tune with myself over the past few years. And I think with manifesting, um, I actually want to get a new tattoo. It's a little bit off topic, but the tattoo artist that I use, I, I've given her a little bit of a challenge because I listened to a lot of Abraham Hicks and she said the other day, she's like, it doesn't, oh, matter, nice. doesn't matter if you're manifesting a castle or a button, it's exactly the same. <laughs> so I said to my tattoo artist, because she does like these small um, tattoos with their stick and poke method. And I was like, if you can make a castle <laughs> and a button in a tattoo look good, that's my next tattoo. <laughs> and she's so funny. She's got such a big personality. Like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. So we, we've got to figure that out. But I guess. Oh, I love that. Like, Love yeah, yeah, and I feel like the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, sometimes we think, oh, you know, the bigger things that I want have to take longer. And again, it goes back to what I was saying to you earlier um, before the call. It was just about, you know, we we sometimes feel that we need to go through the struggle. So it's, um, you know, I've had, you know, things, and, and probably most of your listeners have as well things that I've manifested instantly, super quick. It could be something like a parking space in a really busy area. Um, you know, one um, example for myself is um, I was due to move in the house, uh, into the house before my birthday and I didn't, um, the house wasn't quite finished and I'd already arranged for friends to, to come and see the house. And before everyone came over, I was in a shop and I saw this cactus and it was a beautiful cactus and I took a photo of it and I was like, I really like that and didn't really give it much thought. Went across the road, got my hair done. And then I turned up to the house before everyone arrived. And on my kitchen bench was this cactus from my builder, Paul. And it was, um, you know, welcome, welcome to your new house present. And I sent him a message. Oh. I was literally two hours earlier <laughs> taking a picture of that exact cactus. And it had the same label on, so I knew that he'd got it from the same shop. And, you wow. know, something, there was no resistance. It wasn't like, oh, how am I going to get that cactus? You know, how am I going to get it home? Can I afford it? There was no resistance. It was like, I like that. And that was it. And the universe then obviously constructed, you know, Paul directed him to that shop and he bought it because he knows I love cactuses. And, um, you know, that's just an example of, you know, something that you have less resistance to. So sometimes it can be, oh, I've always wanted X, Y, Z. And then all of a sudden I've just seen it somewhere and that, and that's the universe giving us what we want. But when we want something bigger, it's not because it's bigger that we, it takes longer. It's because we have more resistance because we're like, Oh, I really want that job, but I don't have enough experience or, you know, it's too far away from home or, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable where I am. It's all of those resistant things that stop us getting what we want. So I think the biggest thing is, that I've learned and I learned this from Abraham is, you know, getting off the subject, you know, if it's money that you want or a relationship or a new job, you know, and we're constantly thinking about how much we want it and we're talking to everybody about how much we want it. It's actually um, activating the resistance and it's stopping it from coming in. Um, Cause it's not like the universe goes, Oh, you just got to wait that little bit longer. You know, you don't, do you really want it? It's, it's, it's there. It's, it's, it's the factoring, you know, ways for us to get what we want. So that's probably, I guess my biggest, realization um 
And then really it's just about being happy. I know that sounds silly, but being happy with where you're at and not needing the manifestation to come into your reality for you to be happy that whole thing of I'll be happy when I get this or you know I have moved around a lot in the last few years since I separated I you know that this moving in here was my fifth move and if I'd have thought I'll be happy when I move into the new house like of course I knew I'd be happy when I moved into the new house but if I put my life on hold and Mm. wasn't happy with with where I was at um, at the time I was living in Brisbane and um, I wanted to move back to the Gold Coast, but it just wasn't possible with the circumstance at the time. And my heart was at the Gold Coast, but if I'd have just been miserable and it probably would have taken a lot longer for me to get down here because, you know, I was, yeah, I was not happy. So I think by just focusing on what gives you joy, even if it's not related to the thing that you're trying to bring into your life, then, you know, everything will come a lot quicker. So Sorry, that was quite that's a long-winded. So no, that's so good. That's so beautiful. And I love what you said before as well because it's kind of like ties in where you're saying at the end of the day you were still kind of showing up. So you didn't need to know exactly, you needed to plan mm. out exactly the steps that were required. You just knew yeah. that you're going to put your faith into whatever it is that you're doing and you're believing yeah. that it's possible, but you're still showing yeah. up, which is where you said the action piece comes in, but then you're not dissecting the action and being like, first step, second step, third step, this will lead me to that. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not looking at it from a mechanical perspective, which is really, really cool because I love, I love that you touched on the fact that where it actually doesn't matter what we are manifesting, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it's like the button or the castle, because it's so true. It's just all the stories that we've created around the big thing that means so much more to us than the button. Right. Um, You know, so we've make it harder for ourselves in order to get there. But really it's like, you just got to keep doing this, the same thing, like, you know. Exactly. And I think the other thing to be aware of is that if it does take longer, you know, sometimes it's us fine-tuning what we want because, you know, it could be that you have this ideal career in mind or, you know, you want to move to a new location or you're trying to manifest a, the man or the woman of your dreams. But if it's taking longer, it could be, other things it could just be that you're fine-tuning and you're growing we also have to be like a match for what we're looking for so you know say you're wanting that you know career and you're dreaming of something but you know you're not really putting in any effort at all and you're just kind of sitting back and waiting for it to come it's um or the same thing with you know bringing in your ideal partner not that I'm the best person to, <laughs> to talk about this subject but I've seen it happen with friends it's like you've got to be a match for what you're asking for you know, if you're asking for certain qualities in somebody else, but you're not them yourself, are they really Mm. going to be a match for you? It probably won't. And that's probably why a lot of relationships don't work out is because you're not vibrationally matched or you might be at the beginning and, and, you know, so those things can, you know, be taken into consideration as well. But um, yeah, sometimes it's, um, yeah, it's easy to get caught up in the when, you know, when's it going to happen and how's it going to happen? And I think, yeah, just mastering the surrender and the trust is what makes people, I guess, master manifestors that can do things so easily because they just surrender and go, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I know it's coming and I just need to stay, you know, on my path and stay true to that Um, and and don't sort of, oh, maybe I should change X, Y, Z because it's not coming fast enough. So, um, Yeah. yeah, surrender and trust is definitely something that I've been focusing on more or being more aware of, um, you know, in the last year. 
I love that. And so what do you do to kind of get yourself into a space of high vibration and love? Um, you know, it's considering we are a match to what we want to bring in or we want to try and become a match to what we want to bring into our life. How do you kind of, I guess, reprogram your energy to um, be in that high vibrational state? Yeah, for me, I'm, I'm just very, I pay very close attention to how I feel. So you know, this morning I felt really tired and I would just lingered longer than I would normally, you know, normally I'd get up and I'd go for my big 8k walk. And I just, I just thought, you know what, I actually don't want to do that today. I'm just going to honor where I'm at. Mm. Um, you know, when I'm with people, you know, there's so many people out there that spend time with people that don't make them feel good and the energy is low and we all have friends and, you know, it happens to us ourselves when we're going through something and we have to be there for people. And that I'm, that I'm definitely not talking about ditching your friends when they're, you know, when they're going through something hard, but you know, if you're surrounding yourself with the right people and the people that lift you up and that are generally good vibration people, then you know, that really helps. And just, yeah, I guess creating, you know, little habits, like for me, meditation is really powerful. Anytime I'm not feeling great, I listen to Abraham Hicks on YouTube and that really sorts me out quite quickly. <laughs> um, it's hard not to listen to her, in my opinion, and, and feel, you know, and not feel good afterwards. Um, you know, fresh air, getting out in the sun. It's just little things that make me, music is a huge thing for me. Like when I have music on, I just, it brings me back into a good vibe. So it's not really, I mean, those are things that I'm doing but it's not like I have to go and, you know, go to a day spa for a day. I mean, even though that's great too, but sometimes it's just like those little simple things of just tuning back in and slowing down. Mm. And I taught this to a friend of mine recently. It's like asking yourself, like, what do I need right now? Like right in this moment, what do I need right now? So, you know, it could be calling a friend. It could be going for a walk. It could be, you know, just sitting out in the sun. It could be so many things. It could be, you know, if I don't journal, but a lot of, you know, a lot of people journal, but it's like, what do I need right now? Because that's the thing as well with daily habits is that can be great for some people, but I'm, 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 I change every day, you know, like in terms of what I might need. So um, I think just checking yeah. in with yourself is really important. But again, you know, that's been a journey for me as well um, is sort of figuring that out and, and, and not conforming to what other people say that I should do. I've definitely been guilty in the past of going, oh, well, that's what they do. So if I replicate that, then I can have X, Y, Z as well. It'll work for but me. Yeah, that's it. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, just totally to fig figure it out and just getting little pockets of time. I had someone DM me this morning and, you know, she's got a young, you know, like a baby that wakes up in the night and she's like, oh, your morning looks so good. How can I do that? And I said, well, I didn't have that. You know, I definitely had, you know, kids that woke up in the night and early in the morning. But, you know, there's the, some of the things that I said that I did this morning, you know, getting some fresh air, letting, you know, the sun in, like putting a candle on music. You can do all of those things, you know, it might not be as relaxing, but you can still bring that in and just change, yeah, the vibration in your space as well. Yeah, that's so interesting that you said that because it's almost like the same thing where it doesn't need to be perfect. Like it, no. you don't need to do the 500 things. Like you could just do the five-minute meditation or it's taking a few breaths out into yeah. the sunshine or those simple things. But we think that it needs to be this above and beyond mm -hmm. in order for it to be powerful. So then we don't even yeah. do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. I'd love to um, change the tune a little bit and talk a little bit about your stunning, stunning dream house. Am yes. I pronouncing it right? Baho. 
Bajo. What did I say? I don't know what I said. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm Spanish or something. I always Bajo yeah. el, el sol yeah. beach house. Yeah. Got yeah. It. So it means under the sun, under the sun beach house. Oh my God. Stunning. That's, can you just tell us more about it? It is so beautiful. I'd love just to hear, I know you touched on this briefly before, but I'd love to just for you to unpack a little bit more where the idea kind of came from. Like, how did you make that happen? And because like that would be, I would imagine that would be a huge vision that you would have had for yourself, right? And how did you get from that space to, oh, no, no, I'm actually going to do this and follow through yeah. with this mission? There's a few things that sprung to mind. I feel like it was definitely a process. So, um, you know, when um, my marriage ended, I was looking like I was renting in Brisbane. As I mentioned, I really wanted to move back to the Gold Coast and I knew that I'd only buy in the Gold Coast. And I had lived in Burley, which is where Bajo is um, before. So I decided that I'd only rent in Bajo and I would buy a house in Bajo and um, in Burley, sorry, and renovate it. Um, and I remember I sent a message to my mum on Instagram and it was about, it was a picture of a house that had been built. And I said, Oh, you know, that's one thing I won't get to do now. Meaning now I'm not in a relationship or I'm not married, but I won't get to, cause we always talked about building a house and she wrote something like, Oh, you know, that's okay. You, you know, you'll do other things. And so I just kind of didn't really think about it. I was like, yeah, you know, never mind, you know. I won't get to build a house now. So I started looking for houses to renovate and there are, you know, quite a lot of people on the Gold Coast, Byron, that rent out their houses um, as a photo shoot location and being a creative person, I just loved the idea of seeing how brands translated their space. Um, I'd already obviously had my style. So the, you know, the style of the house, you know, was already, you know, in my mind and my imagination. So that part was, was sorted. Um, and then I was going to document the renovation on Instagram and I searched for a while, couldn't find anything that I liked or that would kind of suit, um, suit the style. So I started thinking again about building. Um, and it was funny because at the beginning of January last year, I'd looked at a house to buy and I wasn't quite ready to purchase, you know, to buy a house at that point. But I really loved the vibe of it. It was a very diff- different vibe to mine, but it just the way that it was constructed and it had such good flow and, um, yeah, I really liked the, you know, the, the, the builder. So kind of forgot about that, decided to, to, um, to build. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to use that builder. So I had a chat with him mm. and the building designer. And then I had an offer on a, another house um, that I was going to knock down. It was in Burley. And it was on the street that I used to live in. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've manifested this. It's on my old street. This is meant to be. I'm so excited. It's been such a, a journey the past few years, you know, going from, you know, being in a very, very long-term relationship to being by myself. And the lady kind of disappeared. She, I'd signed the contract. She disappeared <sighs> and the real estate agent couldn't get hold of her for three weeks. And I was just like, you know, what every day, what's going on? I just want an answer. Like if it's a no, it's a yes. And eventually she said, no, I'm not selling. Oh, wow. And I felt pretty devastated. I'm normally a pretty optimistic person, but, and everyone was like, no, something better is going to come along. And I didn't, I didn't think that it was. I was like, no, this was, this was it. This was the one, like, you know, I've missed out. I can't believe this. And then in January, um, so, so that was, that was um, two January, no, three Januarys ago. And then last January in 2019, the block that Bajo is built on came up and it was in the street that the other house that that builder had built was in. 
Mm. And so I spoke to, I was already talking to him about building and I said, Paul, there's a house that's come up in your street. Like, what's it like living there? And he's like, yeah, amazing. And then a friend pointed it out when I, when I bought it, she's like, you manifested that. And I was like, yeah, a year earlier, I had visualized living on that street, using that builder. And now that's exactly where I built my house. So it took a year um, for that to happen, but it all fell into place. So um, yeah, I think again, like, you know, building was something that I wanted to do, but it took me a bit to get courage. So I guess it was just that um, what I was saying earlier is that, um, you know, if something takes a little bit longer, it was also my confidence building. And because I'd missed out on the first house, the, the, the one that I was going to knock down, by the time this one came available, I was like, okay, this is it. I'm going for it. I'm making sure that I get this one. So you know, that, that was all kind of going on in the background. And obviously those, those people decided to sell and, and they weren't obviously ready to sell when I was looking for a renovator. So yeah, it's funny how things work out. Absolutely. That is so gorgeous. And it all just, it all just aligned. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely moments of frustration. There was like, when I'm just, I just can't find anything and I'm so ready. I just want to be in my own space. But you know, trusting and surrendering. I just kept coming back to that. It's going to work out. Everything's going to happen the way it's meant to. And now I couldn't imagine this house in a different location. I don't know um, if you watch my Instagram stories, but I posted the other day about this cactus that's growing in my neighbor's garden. Yeah. And it's literally, I'm looking at it right now where I'm sat and it's smack bang in the middle of my arch seat. And that's like my just my little reminder that you're exactly where you need to be. Like you couldn't have positioned that cactus in a more perfect spot for someone that loves cactus. <laughs> and it's just like that little reminder is like, this is, this is meant to be. So yeah, just little things like that. I try to appreciate. And when other things aren't coming as quickly as I would like, I just fall back on those stories and remember, you know, why things happened a certain way and that the universe was always on my side, even though sometimes it might not have felt that way. Absolutely. Like I could imagine, and, you know, building a home, there's nothing simple about that. So I'm sure there could have been many opportunities where, you know, it could have looked like things were going in a different direction or moments of frustration. But um, keeping that eye on the vision and what you were creating and just kind of trusting, it sounds like something that you, was a process that you really embody. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Love that. And um, how long did the build process take? So I knocked it down on the 1st of July um, last year. And then I moved in on the 20th, yeah, yeah, moved in on the 28th of Feb this year. So it was pretty quick. Wow. That's pretty quick. Mm, Yes. Amazing. Christmas in the way as well. Yeah. Shut down then. But yeah, had such a good team. And obviously I know what I like and I have a lot of contacts and everything as well. And my builder was really organized and really good trades. So yeah, it was really, really fun. (laughs) We had, we had really, yeah, good team and lots of laughs and yeah, family. So yeah. That's so, that's so beautiful. And I mean, the house is absolutely stunning. And of course, everyone's got a different style, but I mean, I mean, that's just, there's no yes or no, like the house is stunning. Um, (laughs) It is so beautiful. What did you, I'd love to know, like what inspires you and where did you Mm. kind of get that creative inspiration from? I'm really inspired by commercial spaces. So hotels and cafes and bars. So, and people have, you know, mentioned this before that, you know, the house, it is obviously a family home, but, you know, the, there's a slight commercial element to it, like with the built-in day beds and the way that I've done my pantry and the, uh, the master suite upstairs, you know, I wanted it to kind of feel like, you know, um, like the hotel apartments that you can have where everything's, you know, mm. sort of all, you know, kind of joined in together. Um, 
So yeah, definitely um, commercial spaces. I have been to Ibiza a few times in my early 20s. Um, and I love the architecture there as well. Um, there's definitely influences from places like Mexico and obviously Greece and Palm Springs, but Ibiza was my main source of inspiration. I like that it's just quite pared back. I don't, I'm quite minimalist. I mean, I'm, I'm not a complete minimalist, but I don't like to have a lot of stuff out. So I just wanted a lot of clean lines and curves and lots of windows because you know windows uh, sorry plants to me are like art so I thought if I have huge windows everywhere and you know you can see lots of greenery then you don't really need a lot on on the walls I've got a few nice yeah. pieces of art but um yeah so I just wanted something I don't have rooms that we don't use you know I didn't feel like I needed to like have a playroom for the kids or you know all of these extra spaces I just wanted each room to have a purpose and we do use all of you know the the rooms equally um, um, we don't watch television. I don't watch television. So I had a projector screen put in a cinema room. So that's the only place to watch TV in the house. And it's really nice because we all go in there together, you know, as a family rather than, you know, mum's cooking dinner and the TV's on in the living room. And, you know, it's just kind of like, okay, let's go in. And it's more like an event. Um, mm. So yeah, the, a lot of those kind of things were on my must have list, I guess. Um, I but I think with anyone, you know, designing a house, whether you're renovating or building, it's so important um, to look at how you live. Um, you know, it's great to be inspired by other things, but the way I live could be very different to the way that my clients live or, you know, someone else. So I think that's really important as well. Like what is important to you? How do you spend your time? I love being outdoors. So for me to have a lot of um, seating in different spots outside was really important. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it, but I'm definitely inspired by travels and obviously lots of pinning on Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Cause you know, it's kind of full circle because earlier on your career, you know, when being a flight attendant, I'd imagine you were traveling a lot, living in London Yeah, and you know, it's like that was available to you and who would have known that that inspiration kind of would be infused into, you know, what you have created and yeah. in a totally different stage in your life now. Yeah, that's so true. And I think that as well, the clients that I attract as well generally have done quite a bit of traveling and they're inspired by lots of different influences. So we probably gel in that way as well because, um, you know, like the, the house, it's, it's, it's not a polarizing house. Like when you were saying before, everyone has different style. I feel like most people would like the style of this house, but um, at the same time, there are, you know, unique elements that you don't often see in a family home. And that's, you know, um, in Australia, but probably more so overseas. So I yeah. definitely wanted to kind of bring those elements in as well. It really has that feel. Like to me, it feels very kind of like, because I haven't been to all those places you mentioned, but been to Mykonos and it definitely has that type of vibe to it. I love like the curves, the big windows. Like it does feel um, like you are in a completely different place, but still kind of yeah. touching on the beautiful elements of where you live which is like I know sunny it's, it's and, funny and isn't it yeah. yeah it's funny because I think sometimes when you know like the way that I designed my bathrooms were you know like um, European style but I wouldn't want to live anywhere else apart from where I live I'm so, my heart yeah. is so much in Berlin it's funny it's like it's like I'm trying to you know create this space that in Europe like to you transported <laughs> somewhere else and I'm like actually no I wouldn't want to live there I just want to live here <laughs> but I guess I'm you know like you said I guess you know merging you know, the Gold Coast lifestyle with that European style. 
um, is probably, you know, what I've done or what I've, you know, tried to achieve. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, so beautiful. This is absolutely golden. Um, Kelly, we're going to go to our behind the scenes segment of Fierce With My Radio. It's just where an opportunity to dive in and get that little bit deeper and a little bit real, a little bit more real when it comes to, um, you know, some of the self-doubts that we might be experiencing in our life. Um, I would love if you could just share with us maybe a recent situation where you experienced um, self-doubt and how that kind of like showed up for you. I found I find this question so difficult because I'm not much of a reflector. <laughs> I know that sounds really bad. <laughs> it's You're an in the moment bad, girl. <laughs> yeah, and I just look forward. Like I, you know, if I have experienced that, I and I, I'm, I'm not trying to dodge the question here, but I just feel like I don't dwell on things in terms of. Mm. I don't look back and go, oh, you know, I really doubted myself then. Like, obviously, I mentioned, you know, before about, you know, building the house, but it wasn't, I don't see it as like a big deal that I was, I overcome this, you know, this big hurdle of self-doubt. So I think it could even be like a small situation, like maybe you, like in just a moment where you were like lacking confidence or lacking the confidence in your ability in some situation or whatever. Yeah, let me think. Um... I do find this question hard. Um, I mean, I definitely have moments in, I guess in, you know, like little things like social um, situations, you know, I've got like such a really good um, circle of friends. And one thing over the last few years I've had to get used to is turning up to things alone, (laughs) Um, you know, not being married and and just kind of showing up. So there's not like a specific time recently, but there's been times when I've had to go to things by myself and it's like, Oh, you know, I don't really know anyone. Am I going to feel comfortable? And, you know, then I get there and I just start chatting to people. So, I mean, I definitely, you know, I'm not overly confident, um, you know, in um, social circles and things like that with people that I don't know. So I think just, um, I guess, focusing more on getting myself out of my comfort zone. So things like that become a bit more comfortable to me Um, and not saying no to things. I remember when I was um, at school and if I ever got invited to a party and my parents dropped me off, like I would make them wait in the car with me until someone I knew walked past I could walk in. (laughs) There's still that little part of me that's there. It's like, oh, you know, am I going to be okay? You know, what if no one talks to me? So probably more so in those situations. I think with work, um, haven't really had anything recently. Um, I think again, because I'm clear on, you know, what jobs I want to take on um, anyway, that when they come in, I'm like, yeah, that's a hell yes or a hell no. Um, So I haven't really had anything that's, I felt super stretched yet that I'm like, oh, I haven't really thought about that, but I wouldn't Mm. mind doing it. But um, I'm sure those things will, you know, will pop up in the future. Yeah. And you know what, those, those little moments of self-doubt, like, you know, before going to a party or just checking whether you even want to go because you don't know who's going to be there. Like that's, yeah, that's something that um, I can imagine comes up for, for different people, um, especially maybe when they're going through a different chapter in their life. Yes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I think yeah, totally. when, you, when you've got such a good circle of friends as well, it's like, you know, meeting new people, but definitely this year I was saying this to a friend the other day that, you know, I've been very, um, I guess, conscious of making new friendships and not just going, oh, I've got such a good circle of friends, I don't need anyone else. So I've definitely yeah. got a lot more variety now and we're all doing different things, you know, different kinds of get-togethers. And it's been really, really fun because, yeah, sometimes you can just stay in your little circle, which is great, but I'm really enjoying getting out of my comfort zone and meeting new people now as well. 
It's awesome. Beautiful. And what would you say is an area of your life that you're trying to improve in at the moment? I think presence, being present is always something that I'm aware of in terms of am I being present enough? I had dinner with a friend last night and I hadn't seen her for quite a while. And yeah, we were talking about, um, you know, phones and things like that. And, you know, I'm on Instagram a lot. You know, I answer, you know, all my DMs myself and I really like having that connection with people but I do feel tied to my phone a lot of the time and I'm one of those people that I don't like things to things to build up so if it's something that I can answer quickly I'll just do it there and then yeah Um, so I'm trying to be more aware of that um I'm pretty good with friends um I'm I'm pretty aware of that when I'm with friends of not being on my phone and, and we're all quite similar but I think you know if I'm waiting for an appointment like not feeling like I just need to be looking down at my phone all the time you know, when I'm on my walks, as I mentioned, I love listening to Abraham or I listen to music, but then sometimes I can walk for 20 minutes and realize I've been staring down at my phone, you know, on Instagram, answering DMs for 20 minutes. So that's always something that I'm constantly having to keep myself in check with and, and remind myself because I think, again, coming back to like gratitude and appreciation, if you've got your head stuck in your phone or um, you're not aware of your surroundings, then it's really hard to, I guess, you know, let those things in. So that's something that I'm always working on and probably always will be in, you know, this world that we live in of technology and being totally. so accessible to people. <laughs> that's it. And trying to find that balance. It's so hard. Isn't mm-hmm. it? Totally. And, and what would you say is, is that last question? And I'd love to know what is a recent kind of fierce female moment that you can share with us. So like a moment where you felt like super proud to be yourself. Um, I think with this one, like I'm my guiding words, which I mentioned earlier, free, alive and connected. And then at the beginning of the year, I added another word in there, which was seen, like being seen by people Mm. that I care about or being seen by other people that I admire or whoever. I'm not big on like, Um, accomplishments or you know recognition or awards that's not what drives me so I think when I think about being proud it's not necessarily like oh you know I secured that you know dream client or you Mm. know I got offered this great styling job it's less about that I think mostly and this might sound really corny but I genuinely mean it like I'm so proud of the person that I am and the person that I'm becoming because I feel that you know, it's taken me a while to get here. Um, and, you know, I'm in my 40s now and I'm in such a good place. Like every day I'm like, I don't think it can get better than this, you know. And I'm really proud because I know that I created that and that means more to me than, you know, the house or, you know, having um, you know, any kind of external recognition. Um, and I feel that, you know, the word being seen is, you know, I think through Instagram, I love that connection that I have with people. And I've actually started this little um, photo album on, on my phone of screenshots of messages of, that people have um, sent to me of, you know, something that I may have said, you know, in, in a story or something that I've shared and that they've implemented and how it's helped them. And, you know, those things, I'm really proud of that because that's just me being me and being mm-hmm. seen for me. And then if in some way, you know, I'm not a coach. I'm not like a life coach or anything like that. I'm just doing my life. And if it helps and inspires, you know, somebody in some way, then that's something that I'm really, really proud of. That is so beautiful. Like there's no right or wrong with that question, but I feel like that answer was just like 
so gorgeous. I absolutely love that. Thank you so much. Thank that's, you. That's thank beautiful. You. And thank you for sharing your vibes, your energy, and like all your amazingness with us on this show. It's yeah, you're the bomb. And it's been so great just to hear more about like the backstory, hear more about you. And yeah, I'm just so excited to see all the other incredible things that are going to be in store for you. Um, yeah. So thanks so much, Kelly. Could you just pimp yourself out and tell everyone um, where they can find you? Yeah, so um, mostly I'm just on Instagram at the moment. So my Instagram handle is at kellyhoward.co. Kelly is spelled K-E-L-L-E. I'm pretty much on there, as I mentioned, 24-7. <laughs> so um, I do have an account for the house as well. But, yeah, most of the um, house porn is on my personal account. So, yeah, I um, love to share. Um, I love to share on stories. You'll probably see more of me on there than, than on my feed. But, um. Yeah, obviously say hi if you've listened to the podcast. I'd love to, um, yeah, to meet more people and, you know, people that love the same things that I do as well. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Kelly. Loved having you on the show. Amazing. Thank you so much. If you're vibing this show, please leave us a review. We would love to be of value to more fierce females and you can totally help us grow. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Fierce Female Co. And don't forget to share this episode podcast on your Instagram story. Tag us and share your top takeaway. I would love to know what you got out of the show. And this is really a great way for you to think about what value this brought to you and how you might use this in your own life. I love you. Thank you for listening. Wishing you all the love, light and fierceness. And we'll see you soon.